0: knowledge and wisdom always make the difference in determining how far we go and how well we will achieve that which we will achieve. Today I'm going to be speaking on the leadership quadrant and it's just for a few minutes. I would run through as fast as possible. The first thing I want to talk about here is effective problem solving. Every leader must earn his right to lead. The title only describes what your responsibility is, the title does not give you the power to lead. The title is an opportunity to lead. Now, but whether there is a title or not, leadership is about taking responsibility, leadership is about solving problems, leadership is about developing what you have on the inside and using it to make life better, For others. We are as relevant as what other people can depend on us for. We are as relevant as the problems we can solve in the lives of others. So you must find your problem-solving capacity and learn how to solve the problems connected to your potential effectively. Without the ability to solve problems, you cannot... Um, set yourself apart as a leader who will make a significant difference. In Daniel 1 and verse 20, the Bible says, in all matters concerning wisdom and understanding in the kingdom that the king inquired of the people, he found Daniel and his colleagues 10 times better than the magicians and astrologers in all his realm. So you see that they had what it took to solve the problems within that nation, within that place. And that's how they set themselves apart as leaders in that place. If you look at Genesis 41, if you read from verse 37, Genesis 41, let's read it very quickly from verse uh, 37 to 37 verse 39, Genesis 41. Um, Joseph had interpreted the dream of Pharaoh and not only did he interpret, he also made suggestions on how there was going to be an implementation of what he had interpreted. And after he finished presenting the Bible says the thing was pleasing to Pharaoh and to his servant. Let's look at it here Genesis 41, verse 37 to verse uh, 40. Let's look at it from verse 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servant. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this? As this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God had showed thee this thing, had showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Now, so because he had the wisdom, because he was relevant to the system, and because he could solve the problem that they were faced with. Pharaoh said, You're the one for the job. So he earned his right to lead by his capacity to solve problems in that system. Number two, leaders are go getters. They are go getters, people who are result oriented. So they're not just there to waste their time and to waste the time of others, but they put resourcefulness, they pour resourcefulness into their time and they translate that resourcefulness and time into, you know, um, into results. So a leader must be results oriented. He must be results oriented. A leader must understand the task before him and then he must focus on his creative energy and apply that creative energy enough to get the work done, to get the job done. A leader who can't get the job done has lost his right to lead. So leadership is about getting the results. It's about making it happen. It's about getting it done. And you see that um, a leader must learn how to harness How to harness the gifts in the people around him and, and, you know, cause these gifts to work together in such a manner that the target can be hit, in such a manner that the goal can be reached. The third thing is leaders must be open to new ideas. Life always has room for those who seek new and better ways by which things can be done. As a young man, I learned that there is always a place called there, you know, so there is always somewhere to push to and there is always a new way by which problems can be solved. Sometimes stagnation happens because we're not open to new ideas. Sometimes we don't um, reach to the maximum capacity of our potential because we're so fixated on how we have always done things and we're not open to the new ways by which we can do these things. You cannot solve yesterday's problems or you cannot solve today's problems with yesterday's uh, methodologies. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Today's problems might require that you do an assessment of your methods and your strategies and retool and rekit and make things happen. You've got to be open to new ideas. If these ideas are ethical, if these ideas fall within your uh, boundaries of ethics and values, then why not? We don't have to be fixated on uh, ideas that are counterproductive, methods that may be convenient, but are not getting the job done. You have to keep your mind open. And lastly, leaders have to learn how to multiply themselves. There is something about the Lone Star Syndrome, where you're the only one who can do it, the only one who can, you know, achieve that result, the only one who knows how to drive that thing through, the only one As good as that may sound, that is some kind of failure because leaders that last long, leaders that go far, leaders that will grow their influence will be leaders that will multiply themselves in others. How do they do that? They do that by constantly transferring wisdom, constantly transferring knowledge, constantly raising the average leadership capacity of the people. Around them, So one of the things that a leader will do will be to diagnose what the average leadership capacity of the people on his team are and he must seek to raise the bar. He must seek to push the limits. He must seek to raise the capacity of these people around him. So a leader multiplies himself by teaching. He must develop the knowledge quotient of his people, he must raise their ability to solve the problems that he himself can solve. Ultimately, his success will depend on the combined ability of these people. If a leader wants to be a great success, the one thing he can do is to help the individuals around him become successful. And together, the combined ability of their successes will become his success. So he builds capacity in the people and then the people together, the people synergize their abilities together and they solve the problems, they hit the targets, they get the results ahead of them. So a leader must know how to inspire the people to see what they have, inspire the people, teach the people to grow what they have build capacity and to get um, to get the results, to hit the targets, to hit the marks that have been set ahead of them. So leaders must transfer knowledge. You see, Saul was a kind of leader, but he wasn't a very good kind of leader. He was threatened by the ability that David had. And so he sought every time to destroy David. You remember him trying to kill him with a javelin? On different occasions he tried to kill David because the people had seen David shine and they began to sing. The women began to sing. Saul has killed his uh, thousands and David has slain his tens of thousands. You know now If Saul was a good leader, one of the things he should have done should have been to give David a lot more opportunities. He should have gotten David to teach and to train his people and raise their leadership capacity. And sincerely, what matters is that the kingdom under his watch should have been more prosperous, should have won more battles. But instead, he became threatened. He became threatened. And this is um, one error with know, leaders. When a leader has an insecurity problem, those who shine around him threaten him. But listen to me, you really are a leader when people can grow their capacity under your wings, when people can learn how to soar, when people can, you know, learn how to kill giants, when people can grow and become very successful under your watch. That's when you are a good leader. But look at David. When David as David grew his own leadership, the Bible even tells us of people, the Bible says people who were broke, people who were distraught, people who were discontented, they came and gathered themselves to him in the cave of Adullam and he became a captain over them. He became a teacher over them. Now, these people who were broken, battered, these people who were just, you know, nobodies, they came to him and they gleaned from his wisdom. Guess what they became. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, the Bible describes them as the mighty men of David. The mighty men of David. These were the men winning the battles. These were the men bringing down giants, killing lions, taking kingdoms, taking nations. And so when we say David never lost a physical battle, it is because he raised men who didn't lose battles. And so these four things will help to uh, form your leadership quadrant and help you to become that leader that can make significant impact and use them to get greater results in your life. God bless you. To get more of Pastor Akumae's resources, visit his website at www akoumaye